Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. I love our next guest. Richard Roper joins the program, longtime film and TV reviewer for the Chicago Sun Times. Plus, his podcast is called The Richard Roper Show. Good to talk to you again, friend. How you been? Guys, it's great to talk to you. You know, one of my resolutions for 2024 is to get back in studio with you guys at least one morning at some point this year so I can see oh. you in person. Oh, That'd that would be, be great. That would be excellent. Yeah, uh, so the Emmys are coming up. And the reason why, well, first of all, you're a great guest and you know this stuff like the back of your hand. So the Golden Globes were this past weekend. The Emmys are coming up uh, this next week. So DraftKings recently pulled the odds to win the Emmys. We did talk about it leading up to it. But they pulled them. Um, how much of an indicator was it last week at the Golden Globes and a predictor for what happened What happened last weekend and how much it has to do with what's going to happen this week? Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, and I'm sure you know your listeners know this, the Golden Globes were on life support a couple of years ago. They had all kinds of scandals. They'd lost their credibility. And they did a great job of kind of, you know, restoring whatever credibility they had. They increased the membership. They got a TV deal with Dick Clark Productions. It's on CBS now. So the voting seems a little more substantial, guys, and a little more um, reliable. So what you saw with the wins at the at the Golden Globes in both TV and film are going to play out pretty much the same way at the Emmys and then after that at the Oscars. Okay. So for people who still have access maybe to the odds elsewhere, like, for yeah. example, odds to win outstanding drama series, succession went off the board when DraftKings pulled it down at minus 1,000, so it's a heavy favorite. After succession, the odds look like this. The Last of Us, 8-1. to one. The White Lotus, 12-1. to one. Better Call Saul is 20-1. to one. And some more shows are down on the board beyond that. Do you, is this a runaway with succession, in your opinion? Yeah, it's a victory lap for succession. I would say the only show there that has a, a, a smidgen of a chance would be The Last of Us because the people who love that show love that show. I, I thought it was really good myself, but a lot of people just think it's one of the greatest series of all time because it's, you know, it's based on all this popular source material and the casting everybody felt was really good and they had some standalone episodes that were you know, instant classics. So that's the only one in that category I can see pulling off the upset. Okay, Mr. Chicago. Outside comedy <clears throat> series. The Bear is two to one. Ted Lasso's a dollar ninety. I think I think you're gonna take the bear at two to one, which you loved. 
would agree. Yeah, the bear, of course. And they're actually, as we speak, today is, I think, the first day they're starting work on season three here in Chicago. Uh, I, I agree. I think the bear should be favored here. I love Ted Lasso, but it's one of those shows that, you know, it had a finite run, and the final season was good, but it felt like they were starting to repeat themselves a little bit, whereas the bear is only in season two. It's super fresh. Uh, it's It's edgier. Uh, it's brilliantly directed. It's got an amazing cast. So I actually think the Bears should be favored there. Should, that, should that show be considered a comedy is my only question. That is amazing. You know, it's so interesting mm. because uh, if, if people saw it last year, you know, when you think of like, you know, there's the famous episode of the Seven Fishes set in the, you know, in the recent yeah. past, the flashback episode where all this stuff happens. You know, if, if that's comedy, I miss most of the laughs in there. I mean, there's some dark comedy, but I, I think of it, as more of a drama with comedy, okay. the idea that it's up against Abbott Elementary, you know, that's comedy, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, what did you make of that show, Abbott Elementary? Um, it looks really good. I'm so far behind on TV shows, Richard, it's ridiculous. And also, every time I bring this up, people say, Mitch, you have to watch Barry. Yeah, Barry's really good, and you got to go back to the beginning for that. What I like about Abbott Elementary is it, it proves there's still place for a relatively traditional network sitcom, you know, in, in mm-hmm. the vein of a, a modern family and things like that, you know, the workplace setting, the likable characters, the eccentricities, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see that. And it's as such, it's really well done. How about for, um, lead actress and then uh, supporting actor, is that going to be succession as well? Kieran Culkin just won Sunday and the second choice is Jeremy Strong. And then the gal who plays Shiv is a huge favorite as well. Is it just going to be more succession awards? Yeah, uh, Sarah Snook, who was great. Um, yeah, and you know, when you look, I look at some of the nominees here, like for, you mentioned lead actor, Karen Culkin has been around a lot, since, since he was a kid. Yeah, I think people know he's Macaulay Culkin's brother, right? Mm-hmm. He's been in movies since he was four years old, and he's been nominated for things before, but he's never really won, and he had such a great character to play in succession. You know, Jeremy Strong's great, but he's kind of a, a, a bigger talent, I would say, or at least somebody who's going to get more huge roles. Bob Odenkirk has a slew of Emmys already. Uh, so when you look at the category there, you're like, okay, they're going to give it to Kieran Culkin because he's very good. Don't get me wrong. He's a great actor, but he might not ever get a role this good again. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. That's possible. Never thought about that. Yeah. And now, now here we go, Richard, the list uh, to win outstanding lead actor for a comedy series, Jeremy Allen White, who won at the Golden Globes, of course, this past weekend, in the show Bear, he moved to a thousand minus one thousand favorite. He's ahead of Sudeikis for Ted Lasso at five to one. I actually think this category is very, very strong. I thought Martin Short was awesome in Only Murders in the Building, but he's fourteen to one. Bill Hader and Barry is fourteen to one, and uh, Shrinking I thought was excellent on Apple TV. Siegel was very good, but I don't think he has a shot here at thirty-five to one. Again, is this going to be Allen White here winning? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's his year. These it the is, first okay. two seasons of The Bear. Uh, you know, Jason Sudeikis has won a ton before. Martin Short's been around for you know fifty years, so people kind of think like he's probably won a lot of awards. I love uh, Bill Hader and Barry, but I don't I don't know if it had the mainstream appeal to get you know the huge votes. And I agree. First of all, Shrinking's a really good show. Talk about like a really you know it's it's from some of the same people who did Ted Lasso, and you could tell because it's got that same. You know, it's not afraid to be really smart and really dark and then unabashedly sentimental. And we need shows like that. You know, at the end of each episode, you, you want to hang around with these people. Yeah, you want to have a beer with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yep. Well said. Well said. How about some new shows now? Uh, True Detective 4 starts Sunday with, with uh, Jodie Foster. What do you think? Yeah, guys, you know, this is, it's interesting because there's been four seasons. They're not really related, although this one kind of makes some callbacks to the season one, which most people think is the best. But in a way, this True Detective almost feels more like an, uh, a season of Fargo because it's set in Alaska. You know, it's got that wintry setting. And what I love about this edition, uh, guys, is Jodie Foster's playing a sheriff investigating some really demented murders. And you can't help but think, how cool is that 30 years after she was Clarice Starling 
in the Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. It's a very different story. It kind of reminds me of the classic movie, uh, The Thing, where there's a there's yes. this, you know station, you know this this some some sort of experiment scientist station, and then weird things start happening. And throughout the series, it's six episodes this time around. You're not sure is it supernatural or is it just the evil of man? It's really well done. Really. That is not light, feel-good viewing, my friends. You know, just don't watch that just before you go to bed. I All right. Say. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. So you mentioned how how is Far- the run? You just watched Fargo. How's Fargo? Yeah, you know, the last season of Fargo was really, really good. Uh, one of the things I liked about it was it's actually the closest, I think, that it, it's very close to the film. You know, it has more of the tone of the film uh, and just uh, brilliant performances. And uh, John Hamm plays uh, the, one of the most corrupt sheriffs of all time. When you think about John Hamm after Mad Men, how great he's been because he was he did a really smart thing, guys. Instead of just playing the leading man because he's so handsome and, you know, that kind of guy, he takes these great character roles. So he plays the FBI agent in the town. You know, he plays a sheriff here. He likes to play law enforcement officers who are kind of a little bit bent. So I think it's really smart because he's like thinking, you know what, there's going to be a day where I can't be a leading man. So he's carved out a character actor career. Okay. Uh, and and th- we're doing a, is it a 10-part a series on the New England Patriots? I know Amendola had a money quote about Brady and that, but it seems like we, we're getting something new with the Patriots every six months. Yeah, and this is, I think, uh, Apple TV Plus, guys. They just released, like, the trailer. And listen, the people behind this, it's all quality people, you know, the, 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 and, the, and they got access to everybody. But, you know, we've got inside the NFL. We have a lot of shows like that. My, my question for you guys, you would know better than I do. I mean, are they going to want to watch this in Atlanta? For example, you know, no. you know, the, you know they, they want to relive yeah. that nightmare. So I, you know, I've got all due respect for the Patriots, you know, and, and the dynasty they built. But I think, you know, when you look at the last dance with, you know, Jordan and the Bulls, they were larger than life characters. They, to me, they're, you know, you talk about the Cowboys as America's team. I think of the 1990s Bulls were America's team. When they traveled, as you guys know, the Bulls were like rock stars in every city they went to. I don't necessarily know that there's that kind of interest in the Patriots. This robotically efficient monolith that just kept crushing everybody. You know, I, I, listen, I'll watch it. You guys will watch it. I don't think it's going to become a, a popular culture sensation like The Last Dance or even Winning Time, for example, a fictionalized <laughs> version of the Lakers, which was brilliant. That was awesome. HBO made a mistake there. No, you're right. This team was hated and despised, and it's just too much. Whether it was something on Brady, something on NFL Network, there's been too much done on the Patriots the last few years. It's like, do you want to see a documentary about Rocky Balboa or Ivan Drago? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll give you two other shows, and we have about a minute left here. Paulie and I have talked about The Jinx, season one, over the years, and how much we love that show. They're coming out with season two. And I can't. my favorite show in recent years, The Boys on Amazon Prime. I can't wait for season four to pop. Yeah, that's one of those shows that has a great following and not the hugest following. And I want to tell you about another one real quick. There's mm-hmm. a, a series coming up on Hulu called Death and Other Details. And if you like the White Lotus and you're waiting for White Lotus Season 3, check out Death and Other Details. Very similar kind of structure about a bunch of rich people that you love to hate. Okay, uh, up next here, follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. <clears throat> More with Richard Roper, including betting on the Academy Awards. Odds are still, <clears throat> still up at DraftKings. And we're starting to see some heavy favorites on the board, but not like most years. Does that mean there's actually value on the favorite right now? Or will dogs be barking this year? We'll ask what you're coming up next here on Beeson. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back. We're live. Circa Resort and Casino as we continue with Richard Roper, TV and film reviewer, Chicago Sun-Times. His podcast is called The Richard Roper Show. We talked about the Emmys and the awards in the first segment. We move on to the Academy Awards. And Richard, uh, I, I think we talk to you about the awards every single year around this time. And when I, when I look at the odds right now at DraftKings for Best Picture and some of the other awards, I'm looking at Oppenheimer right now at minus $4, and you're a, a big fan of, of, the, of the movie. In, in years past, I want to say like that, this movie would be like minus 1,000 or minus 2,500 or something that's completely unbettable. So here's where I'm thinking. Like if, if Oppenheimer is that big, is minus $4 still like, wow, way too short, I got to bet that right now? Or does that tell us that maybe dogs could be barking this year at the Academy Awards? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of hedging bets. I mean, I do think Oppenheimer's going to win, but, you know, and again, we talk about the voters, guys. You know, in the Academy Awards, the, the Motion Picture Academy, they expanded their membership in, the, in recent years to be younger, to be more diverse. As recently as five years ago, it was like the average age was 75, and 80% of it were white males. It's not that way anymore. And I mentioned that not because people are necessarily have to vote a certain way or going to follow a certain pattern, but I think it's a more enlightened and maybe a little edgier voting block. Oppenheimer's a great film, but Killers of the Flower Moon, man, you know, when people see that movie, I think it might it resonates a little more emotionally with viewers than Oppenheimer just because of what it's about. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Killers of the Flower Moon at, at a pretty good price, I, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the question. Mm. But why is that third the, the third choice though? Because we'll get to your list coming up. But you have Oppenheimer one, <laughs> Flower Moon two for best movies of the year. Poor Things is the second choice. Yeah, and I, I like Poor Things, but it's way too out there. I think to win an Academy Award, it's it's you know just some bat bleep crazy stuff going okay. on there. So okay. I, don't, I don't think it has I don't think it has a chance. To win Best Picture. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, how about Best Director then? Nolan for Oppenheimer, he's minus 1,000. Uh, is it his now? Or like Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, he's 7 to 1. Yeah, I, you know, you know, we've had this in recent years sometimes where Best Director and Best Picture go to two different films. People mm-hmm. go, how, how could that be? You know, how does a film direct itself? Well, it's just a way of actually honoring two films. Because I think I said in my piece, guys, it's kind of a 1A and 1B for me with Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Either one of those you could pick for Best Picture of the Year. So I could see a scenario, Killers of the Flower Moon wins Best Picture. Nolan wins Best Director for Oppenheimer. Where are you at with Barbie overall? Uh, is this going to take? Does it have a chance to win any of the major awards whatsoever? Uh, you know, maybe. I mean, first of all, I think it, I think it was a, it was a hooch, and I got a kick out of people who were offended by Barbie and thought that Ken got short shrift because I'm like, Ken, Ken even as a doll didn't have any character. You know what I mean? <laughs> Barbie was a doctor. Bar- Barbie was a flight attendant. Barbie was a, a psychiatrist. Barbie was a teacher. Ken was always just Ken. You know. Uh, 
but you know, Billy Eilish had the song that won for Golden yep. Globes, and I could see that maybe getting a chance, uh, or maybe something for production design or costumes because it had that great look to it. And but I think Margot Robbie would be the first to tell you that making a billion dollars and even getting nominated is pretty amazing for a mm-hmm. Barbie movie, and and deserved. Right. Well, let's stay with that then. So for Best Supporting Actor, Downey was great in Oppenheimer. Downey is minus $5. He just won a Golden Globe. Gosling is the second choice. So do we dismiss Gosling then, based on what you just said, and it's going to be Downing? Yeah, and also Robert Downey Jr. is one of the best actors to not have won an Oscar. Oh. He's been nominated. Okay, you know he was great. He was great in Chaplin, but and he's also you know people love his story because it's a redemption story. The guy was, you know, when he was cast in Iron Man, they were having trouble getting him insured because he was so unreliable, and now he's become kind of Hollywood royalty. You know, he's right. been around for so long, so, and it's also a great role. So he, you know, he's overdue. As we've talked in the past, sometimes it's a career award as well as the performance. And he, he people love Robert Downey Jr. From what I've been told, he's gone from being the, the worst person on a movie set to one of the best. He treats everybody great, young stars, crew members, everybody. So there's a lot of uh, goodwill toward Robert Downey Jr. All right. right now. That's a great answer. So you're strong on this one, too. Uh, you tweeted about yeah. it as well. Best actress, you think Lily Gladstone? Wins for Killers of the Flower Moon. She's minus 250. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a classic thing, too, where, first of all, it's a great role. It's a great performance. Lily Gladstone has done stuff before, but we, we're not used to seeing her in movie after movie. So we sometimes you almost believe the performance even more, you know, because it's a fresh uh, talent and everybody in this ca- in this group is great. Emma Stone's won before. Margot Robbie will get more substantial roles. So I, you know, there's a combination of factors there. But I think that I think that's a bigger lock than any of the other car- categories, guys. It's oh, really Gladstone oh. for sure. Yeah, I really I really do. Okay, uh, well, he's priced higher in the Best Actor award category. Cillian Murphy is minus three sixty at DraftKings as we speak. Can you make a case for Bradley Cooper, plus 250, Paul Giamatti? We saw him at In-N-Out Burger after winning the Golden Globe. Uh, I love that guy. He's plus 550. Anybody else here that you want to make a case for? Uh, you know, I, I I love Bradley Cooper. I think Maestro's been kind of unfairly maligned by some people for whatever reason. Uh, I think Paul Giamatti, guys, has a chance because, Ooh. again, we go back we go back to somebody who's been around, you know, since he played uh, pig vomit in private parts right, <laughs> yes, 30 right. years ago, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. right? Uh, uh, and one day I'll tell you the story about the real-life guy for that who almost offered me a radio job one day. That's a whole other story. Wow. But, uh, but, but he's so great. And I love Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer, first of all, it's a huge ensemble movie, right? I mean, there's, there's 10 big performances in there. And it's about the story as much as the man, whereas The Holdovers is basically Paul Giamatti's movie with a couple of great supporting performers around him. But there's about four main characters, so he carries the film. So it's more of an Oscar bait you know, type performance. Mm-hmm. And also, who doesn't love Paul Giamatti, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. He's okay, an unbelievable so, actor. So yeah. then he's live then, in your yeah. opinion, at plus 550. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, your list, best movies of 2023. You loved Oppenheimer. You think you can win six Oscars. By the way, with this guy Ludwig, is that's a, that's a deep dive, but that's available too. Will he win for, for composer, the Ludwig guy, for Oppenheimer? Yeah. Yeah, Ludwig Göransson. He's a, he's you saw him in the Golden Globes. He's yep. one of the great composers of our times. He's worked with pop stars. He's done it all. So if you're if you're filling out your ballots, uh, and I'll be happy to come on in a couple of months around in March, guys. We can fill we can go through it. I can help people fill out their Oscar ballots. But those are the categories you have to win to win your company pool. You got to win composer and short film mm-hmm. and animated short and all that stuff. Yep. Oppenheimer number one. Killers of the Flower Moon, number two. You had Air, number three. You know, I think, and people liked Air, it did really well, but I think it's because it came out earlier in the year, guys, I think it's been kind of forgotten a little bit. And, you know, you go back and look at that. It is such a well done. It's the social network of Nike, basically. It's here's how it all happened, okay. you know. And, and the casting is great. The performances are great. And, uh, you know, Matt Damon continues, I think, to be one of our most underrated actors because he's got such a all-American type of guy look. That when you look at the films he's done, he's done everything. He can do action movies. He can do romantic comedies. And he was great in this film. I can't believe you have the killer number four. I was disappointed, and I like I like Fassbender, and I love um, 
Oh, help me out with the director. Um, David Fincher. Thank you, Fincher. I love Fincher. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. You know, a lot of people were like, is that it? And it's like, I, you know, as somebody who sees everything, I just love the way every single scene was like perfectly constructed. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's not a film you're going to wrap your arms around and watch every year at Christmas, you know? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. How's the maestro? You have the house Cooper and the maestro. Yeah, I thought it was great. You know, people, a lot of people were like, oh, God, you know, they talked about the makeup or the kind of nasally voice. Here's what I would say to people. Before you watch Maestro, go on YouTube and look up the real Leonard Bernstein. It was a huge TV star, early in TV with all the stuff he did. Watch the real Leonard Bernstein and then watch the movie and you'll go, holy cow, he okay. nailed it. It's, not, it's more than an impersonation. He captured the essence of the guy. Good tip. Do you have any idea, ballpark number, of how many movies you've watched in your career? Well, uh, it's 300 a year. It's, it's right around the 10,000 mark, I would say, at this point. Um, they, and now, because I have, I've added TV, uh, you know, there's probably 2,000 television series as well. But it's well, definitely more mm-hmm. than 10,000 films. So there's a reason why I'm asking that. As a guy who's watched that many movies, Killers of the Flower Moon is three and a half hours long. Do you have any issues with that, Richard? Or do you knock movies out that are that long for breakfast? Listen, I just watched uh, uh, Michigan Hammer, Washington, and it took three and a half hours, you know, Monday night. And I, and I, and I had the Huskies plus six, so let me tell you, that was a lot more painful. For me. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. should, should the Bears keep fields? Yes. You know, uh, listen, I can see going either way, but you keep Justin Fields. We're going to start all over again with a Caleb Williams, who I think has a kind of similar skill set, and you're going to start all over again. Instead, You've got a guy like Justin Fields who I think is only going to get better. You draft Marvin Harrison. You get I draft the entire Michigan offensive line mm. if I could, guys, because that's the thing they do. They need to protect them. Yeah, awesome stuff. Yes. Follow him on X at Richard Great Roper. Job. Get his podcast wherever you get your podcast as well, called the Richard Roper Show. That was awesome. We'll talk to you again down the road. Okay. Talk soon, guys. Yeah, thank you. Be sure. good. Up next, we'll recap last night's betting action and win some, lose some here on Veasan. Sports betting in win some, lose some. This is historic. This is so good. You had to honor the Winnipeg Jets today with the jersey. They beat Columbus yesterday and shut them out. They've held their opponent under their team total 10 in a row, 17 of 18. The one time it happened, Montreal did it in overtime. So it's 18 in a row in regulation and 24 of 26. This is not on my radar until Jonathan Davis updated this and was on this a couple weeks ago. They've recorded at least one point 13 games in a row. They're on a 17-1-2 run. They have the most points in hockey and tied for the most wins. He can still find 25-1 to to win the cup. How about this? They haven't allowed more than three goals in a game since November 2nd. 30 games in a row. They've allowed three goals or fewer. It's the sixth longest streak in NHL history. Yeah. The Bruins did, had 44 in a row in the 20s. And the Minnesota Wild, 35 in a row, the 2014-2015 season. I can't believe this. So that's the one team. Think about this for a second. That Wild team is the one team on the list. Again, consecutive games with three goals allowed or fewer going back. It's now 30 for the Jets. The other teams are from the 20s or from the 50s. Yeah, right. That's it. Right. So the Wild, that team, and this Jets team are the two exceptions to that rule. Yeah, some of these you can't count because the, the goal happens in overtime, which they used to have ties. So the other thing, when you go back and look at the uh, the resume and the schedule, that some they lost to Montreal, they lost to San Jose, and they lost to another bad team. I think Chicago got them. So this run that they're on, you know, look at the losses. But a 17-1-2 run by the Winnipeg Jets in 30 in a row. Three goals or fewer. Just play the opponent's team total under every game. The Oilers from 380 up to $5 on the road in Chicago. They won but didn't cover the puck line. Eight in a row for Edmonton. Florida's won eight in a row. Seattle's won seven in a row. 
The Jets have won seven in a row. The Kings have lost six in a row. Lakers, Raptors over 230 and a half up to 238. 132, 131 Los Angeles. Told you it was too high. Memphis plus 370 on a money line. What was up with Dallas taking all that money? Dallas went from four and a half to ten and a half in that game. Columbia Cornell over. 163 and a half up to 169. 91-79. Nebraska plus 275 on the money line. Number one and number two lost to unranked teams. Yeah, it's tough to win on the road in college basketball. Good call by Matt Humans yesterday on the Iowa State game. They won it outright. Houston only had one lead in the entire game. It was with like three minutes to go. Oh, man. I got to say, too, Fran, yep. Fran Fraschilla is one of the best analysts in any sports, and he has been for a good decade. There was a spot late in that game last night where Iowa State goes to the zone for the first time all game long. Immediately, he goes, uh-huh. this happened on Saturday against Houston, and they shredded their opponent, absolutely destroyed, and we'll see how it goes tonight. He just knew everything, just top of his head, bing, Very bing, good. bing. Yep. Okay, Notre Dame plus 230 beat Georgia Tech. Alabama, South Carolina under 157 down to 151 and a half. Easy, 74-47. And Western Michigan plus one and a half went off a two and a half point choice. They won and covered in overtime. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. How about the parent here where they got the, the mom, the big dog, it's got the, then the puppy on the back with the backpack. Okay. Look at, <laughs> look at this move. The, the dog's got the backpack The dog on. has the backpack. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And the, 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 the owner is walking the dog and then the puppy is on the backpack on the back of the dog. Sure, why not? With the puppy. That's a new one. I wish the woman would have a backpack for the big dog, <laughs> yes. and then he'd have the backpack for the small dog. Not bad. Andre, put that up later. Paulie does Vegas on Instagram. And this one. This is so good. The, the dog will not leave its brother's side. They're at the vet, and this guy's getting the IV. And he's laying down and he's a little bit banged up. And you see the brother will not leave his side. And he's resting on his head mm. and laying down. I got you, buddy. It's going to be okay. And I'm not leaving your side until you're okay. And I'm going to get you through this. That's a, that's a phenomenal video. That is. That is awesome. Very good. About 5'11". The national championship game averaged 25 million viewers. The highest total in four seasons. You were disappointed with the game. Well, new blood. And refreshing, no SEC. And people loved it with Washington against Michigan. The three highest-rated college football games this year were all Michigan games. Well, they have Rose a, Bowl, that game, and Michigan-Ohio State. They do have a massive backing. Oh, yeah. It's a huge fan base. Yeah. Yep. Uh, lose some. San Jose Sharks have now lost. They lost 11 in a row and 12 in a row. We're only halfway through the, <laughs> we're only halfway through <laughs> the season, right? Uh, and the Mavs from four and a half up to ten. I don't understand women. Uh, that's well documented. I mean, they some, but look at this. This is at the Golden Globes. Look at this video. This is Dua Lipa. She can't even sit out with the dress. It's like, why even go through this? Where she tweets out, here's what I have to go through uh-huh. because of this dress I'm wearing. And she's got to come in and it's like whole production for her to sit down. And that, it's, the thing was three hours. I mean, how uncomfortable is that? And there's the video where she's, this is what happens in order for her to sit down because of the dress. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, right. I, why go through that? Why torture yourself? Right? I, I, it, I, 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 I'm the wrong, yeah, exactly right. All the I shoes, no the, the 30 kinds of shampoo, the purses, I, I don't get it. You know, it's like you can only use one, well, the purse has to match the You outfit. really want me to go on a rant yeah, here about what it's like? Okay. Okay. And this is from our guy, Kevin Roth. It's going to be one of the coldest games in NFL history Saturday night in Kansas City. In the second half, it's going to feel like 18 below. The temperature, not 18, 18 below. What it feels like in Las Vegas right now. One bad beat. Our guy Evan Abrams does a great job. In August, he gave out the New England Patriots to score the fewest points in the league. They were 30 to 1. They tied the Carolina Panthers. How bad is that? They scored the exact same amount of points. Yeah, yeah, 236, I believe. Well, obviously, Carolina got shut out in back to back games. How bad is that, (laughs) Pete? The Patriots, 30 to 1, because Carolina couldn't score. So he gets the the dead heat. So he gets the dead Ah, heat. Fewest points scored, dead heat, Carolina, New England. 
If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, we have you covered at VEASAN. Become a subscriber today. Get the betting splits. Also, who has the hot hand with the network? Great dog videos. In your first 30 days, $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get it now. All right, great job, guys. And there's always something going on. I mean, who thought you'd get this story with the Winnipeg Jets? That goes on and on and on, and, and they get the shutout win yesterday. You wake up or you go to bed. You wake up, you see what happened in Los Angeles. The Lakers win by one point. The free throw disparity in the last four minutes, 19-0. Lakers in the quarter, fourth quarter, 23 to what was it, four? 23, yeah, 24 to three, excuse me. And Anthony Davis was 11 of 11 from the line in the fourth quarter. And the Lakers win by a point. It hadn't happened since 2010 with the LeBron James Miami Heat. And the Raptors coach went on a nice 90-second rant. We played this earlier in the show, a 90-second rant after the game. He is going to – people are speculating it's a $100,000 fine. That'd be unfortunate. It's – But, yeah, yeah. It's all-time bad. Again, any sport, there's no accountability. Yep. Call the game however you would like. They don't have to meet with the media. No, no. no, no or one, just one pool reporter like we it. saw with the Brad Allen nonsense. That's it. And they ah, can I blame go, the Lions. Yep, can go on about their merry way and just be on the next game two days yep. later. Yep. No problems there. Pounding the table. I love this line. Well, just tell us when this is going to happen. We won't have to show up. You can just give them the win. Sure. I mean, we're going to the basket, too. We have Scotty Barnes. I mean, they have two superstars, and they get all the call. 19-0 in the last four minutes. Now, think about that. Oh. oh, my dad is rolling over in his grave right yeah. now, screaming. He's like, how is this possible? 24-3 in the fourth quarter. Ooh. That's really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, down the stretch, final. Do you know how, how long does that take, by the way? And they're getting every single call going to the free throw line that many times. We just went through this last year. You're killing the game. Because they that. Yeah, right. Because they had the biggest free throw disparity in NBA history. Oh, yeah. And we went through this with the Golden State fans. And and one team shoots jumpers. The other team goes to the basket. So I could see how that could happen in that particular series. But this is, of all teams, it happens to the Lakers and LeBron. Of course. Uh, Sure. Uh, So far, so good for both teams, though, in that trade, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, look at the Raptors' offense now. They're playing in a ton of games going to the moon. And the Knicks, I know it was the Blazers' last night latest win, but this Knicks stretch that they're on right now has been quite remarkable. They are pounding teams, mm-hmm. and they are covering with ease. Mm-hmm. And they get the Mavericks tomorrow night, by the way. And yep. so who knows who's going to be ready to go in that game for Dallas, but... Well, everyone played last night, and Dallas got run out at home by Memphis. Oh. So... Well, based on the number that we see for that game, there's a good chance I'm going to like the Knicks tomorrow. No doubt. A lot going on in the association. And, and you know, R.J. Barrett going home again. He had a 30-point game the other That's day. That's right, yeah. Whatever it was. So uh, things are completely flipped, and now we'll see how Toronto reacts tonight because they have a back-to-back, although no travel, but you're taking on the Clippers, mm-hmm. and these totals aren't high enough with the Raptors since the trade. Yep. Knicks have been great, but Toronto's playing crazy basketball. In-pocket plays are up next, including a player prop that I bet yesterday. And there's a reason why he's cruised past this number in recent weeks. I'll tell you why coming up next here on Beeson. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. Let's rumble. It's on the move. Four and a half now. But late Ooh. three and a half with the Chiefs. It's uh, everything Seren Petro said. But between the Chiefs having the week off and sitting people, Miami with all the injuries and had to play that tough game against Buffalo, on the road now, <laughs> haven't won a game since 2017 when it's under 40 degrees. One in five against playoff teams, outscored by 91 points. Going to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. I'll take the Chiefs to get it done against Miami. Browns $1.45 on the money line against the Texans. I have Flacco fever. It's also a mini hedge with my Texans future ticket. Uh, recommendation at DraftKings. Plethora of props are up. Hill and Lamb to combine for 215 receiving yards is 3-1. to one. Lamb might go for a buck 70 against his Green Bay defense. And Lamb has been in the zone. And I, I have to jump in. I think this is outrageous the more I think about it. Give me the Steelers plus 10. Could be 50 mile per hour wins. The totals crashed. Down to 36, 35 in that range. The Bills are 0-8. Last eight ATS when double-digit favorites. They were laying more than two touchdowns last year in the first playoff game and were lucky to get out of there alive at home against Skylar Thompson and won by three. And couldn't get stops, mind you. Uh-huh. So I got to take the Steelers plus 10 here, even though T.J. Watt's been ruled out. But between the weather, also what Josh Allen am I going to get? And you know, the Brett Favre, I mean, turn it Probably around. Probably a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both is right. So I'll take the 10 with Pittsburgh. I'm with you. Added the Chiefs the other day, minus three and a half against the Dolphins as well. Um, yeah, you're right, Paulie. That's four at some spots, but moving up to four and a half here now at several others, including DraftKings, the way it looks. Uh, four and a half on KC in that game. Have not added the under yet. I want to. It's 44 and a half. We'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe that number continues to creep up and get a better one on the under before kickoff. Uh, what I, here's what I've added today. Now, Josh Allen, you can find, it opened up 7.5. I was not quick enough to bet it. It's now 8.5. You can get Josh Allen's rushing attempts over 8.5 at even money. A couple of things to go along with this. When you look at his, remember the whole thing early in the year, we're going to save this guy until the playoffs for rushing the ball. We're not going to run him a lot. Well, when you look overall at his designed rushing attempts percentage early in the season when they were not designing a thing for Josh Allen week by week here was the breakdown of percentage of design runs by game 11% 9% 0% 7-9 0 and then week 7 right around when I think that was the territory when they made the move at OC design runs went up to 15 14 27 12% dipped a little bit late in the season the last two weeks, design run percentage by, for Josh Allen, 26% in week 17, 34% last week. Scrambling percentage back to 9% in both of these games. His rushing attempts by game, the first six weeks, 6, 3, 3, 4, 4, and 2, middle of the season. Rushing attempts by game, 7, 7, 8, five, uh, 4, and 5. The last six weeks of the season, rushing attempts by game for Josh Allen, 9, 10, 8, 
5, 11, and 15 the last two weeks. Cold, windy, total has dropped. Yep. They're relying on his legs much more. The scrambling has gone up. The design runs has gone way up. I think eight and a half is too low, so I bet that one over yesterday. And uh, I got to do it. We talked about this a lot throughout the show. Raptors are an over team. This number has been on the move. It was 235 and a half earlier today. You can still find a 237. I'll go Raptors Clippers over that number tonight in the association. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And you bet $5 in any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code VEGAS depends on what state you're in. You can also bet who's going to coach the next team. Several teams are listed as well. uh, well. Uh, That's up there. The crown is yours at DraftKings. You know, I love this. You never know who's listening or watching. Let's go to Riverton, Wyoming. You think Kansas City's cold? Try Central Wyoming. This is from Mike. 25 below next week. Actual. Oh, on. Huh. 25 below actual. Yeah. That sounds fine. I got PTS. I like Buckner walking into Shea, going back to my days in Minnesota. I mean, this is just brutal. And it's something, when I moved in 2000, I said, never again I want to deal with something like that because I had to shovel in a snowstorm in April. I said, that's it. I'm out of here. I got to yeah. get out. And then just going, I mean, we've become soft here, but it's like you no, get totally. up. totally. Yeah, you 100%. walk. 100%. I walk my dog. It's 27 degrees today. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. It's supposed to be a desert. What gives? But going back, I remember when I was in high school, the governor canceled school for the whole state because it was 70 below with the wind chill. Uh, that was the that. day my mom boiled the water and threw it sideways and scalded my sister, and I laughed. But that was just like... Wanted to prove a point. About you throw no, it in not, the air. No, no, not that water can freeze in the air when it's that cold. It's yeah, that right. Pauly was a jerk, and we knew what was coming. Uh-huh. I got my sister. Yeah, sure. But that's, you know, my sister. Who knows? But that, it just goes back. It's like thinking about this and what I had to go through with my childhood. No, it's, I mean, this is nuts what's going on. And we just, we see it now um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves who can't get, couldn't get out and get to Boston. They're going to land and get there six hours before tip today. Sure. No, that's absolutely a thing. My friends and I, growing up in the Midwest, we would play basketball, not necessarily in January. But in February and then certainly around March Madness, it's below it's below 32, so it's freezing. You're playing in snowbanks and maybe some mud puddles, right? We were outside in shorts and maybe a sweatshirt playing basketball for three hours a day. You're used to it. It doesn't bother you. Now we're out here. We're complaining that it's 28 degrees yep. because you're just your blood thins out, and that's sorry. That's the way it works. We're used to 110 degrees for four, five months at a time. Yeah. Well. This is going to be a nut Saturday night in Kansas City, and then with the win following that up with the early game Monday or Sunday with the Bills. Yeah, here's where <laughs> this is what uh, DraftKings did yesterday. They did open up that market. You re- referenced it there. Belichick's next team will he be the head coach week one? Where is it going to be? The Chargers opened up two to one. Pats were three. Falcons five. Commanders six. Not the coach of any team was seven to one. Well, what would you a, need for him to be? The, yeah, what would you need for him to be the coach of the Panthers? They put ten to one on that. Oh, I can't. That, no, no. He would thirty would, or forty. He would walk away from the sport. Uh, I would. You think, know what right? am I talking about? Fifth, no way. Uh, I would not. Hundred, maybe a hundred. I can't. No way, Carolina. He's not taking the Carolina job. I think he's going to Washington. Um, and I, I don't. I don't agree with the Chargers stuff as well. If you're Mark Davis, would you want to have a phone call with Bill Belichick? I'd want Harbaugh. Do I strike out with Harbaugh? Assuming you strike out with Harbaugh, yeah. I talk to all of them. I don't. I don't settle for Antonio Pierce well, at this point. He can't bring in McDaniel's as OC. That's, well, no, that's that there's happen. absolutely no way. All right, ftmadvison.com. Ftmadvison.com. This is from Santino. I'm only 27. I watch a ton of TV. Sopranos is so underrated. It's sick. Most people in my age have never seen it. To me, it's the second best show of all time. The writing and and what it, it explaining and showing Tony Soprano and played by Gandolfini, who's so good, and just how such a flawed character he is. And anyone who says shows like Succession or White Lotus best ever can kick rocks. It grinds my gears when people say these new shows are better than The Sopranos. Uh, he goes Breaking Bad, Sopranos 1-2. Also, don't tell me that The Wire is underrated. You could go three, four episodes a season 
which are incredibly boring. Bingo. And we have the well said, Santino. FTM at VEASAN.com. And today is the 25-year anniversary of uh, Soprano starting and what a job Chase did. And they're running the marathon on HBO yeah. right now. It started Friday. The correct answer, of course, is The Sopranos is the show that turned into a wildly underrated slash slash lost show over the years because there's so much content. It's not The Wire. Game changer I, for HBO, too. P- people want to burn my house down every, every time I say this about The Wire. He's absolutely right. You mm-hmm. could go multiple episodes in a row. Just like, I, I can't. I mean, it took me years to watch The Wire. Because I just I gave up on the show. There, there are some. I, I thought season two was awesome. I know people I had like a problem the, with yeah, the docs. I like the show. I like season two. There's a couple. There's a so-so seasons. And, Pe- people hated but, season five. So mm-hmm. how can how can you complain right. about two of the I, five seasons and tell me it's the best show of all time? You can't. Right. And oh, by the way, I thought some of the seasons with the kids, I couldn't do it. I, I had to like sit there and just like I really got to put up with another episode of this crap. I this like sucks. It. I didn't like it. I, I just don't see how you can say that's on the level of a Sopranos, it's a not. Breaking Bad, just, a Game of Thrones. It's yeah, it's, I mean, there were some characters in that show that were. Uh, Omar is one of the best characters of all yes, time. Yeah, I, I I have to give you that. Some other guys on that show were fantastic. It's not as good as the, the Sopranos. I don't even understand how that's a debate. I might like Mad Men better. The more that I think about it, I like The Wire, but it's. Yeah, I I'm blown away by how good season. I watched season one mon, uh, Friday. Sopranos season one is just to, to get out of the gates like that was so strong. Banger of a show today. If you missed it, go search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Good luck tonight. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.